John, hi, it's me, Kid Midas, the hey. original Wave Rider. John, I have to thank you for something. Can you guess whatever it might be? Ah, airport pickup. Yep. Last night, we had a classic Long John Silver RDU airport pickup, and I got to tell you, John, that was one of the best ever. Yeah. I didn't have to wait for 45 minutes in the sweltering heat because you had mistimed your <laughs> departure from your house. Yeah, I only had to wait a handful of minutes. Right. I, on the other hand, waited 42 minutes because I was at the airport the second you landed because there is always a possibility, a one in a million of possibility, that David will depart the airplane after landing and be out on the curb within two minutes because he did do that one time. But last night I arrived. He said, I've landed. I said, I'm here. And then 40 some minutes later, he came out. That is why I generally wait until someone lands before I leave my house. We had to sit on the tarmac and wait for a gate to open. Everything was yeah. all messed up because of this Hurricane Ian, John, which I'm sure you've heard of. Have you spent any time reading or watching intel about Hurricane Ian in the last 72 hours? Yeah. it's all, I'm always so exhausted after these hurricanes have, have finished. It's just- Because you've spent 72 hours in a boat saving stranded pets and animals from flooding? No. Oh, uh, no. Why, just why are you I, so exhausted? <laughs> because I've been tracking and forecasting it, you know. Just and you're doing that it. on behalf of the National Weather Service no, or FEMA? or for myself. Uh, but it is interesting that when I started watching this thing, when it was down, uh, south of Cuba many, many days ago, uh, yeah, I never thought that the center of circulation would end up traveling 30 miles to my West. So it pretty much came very close to going right over where I live. So, uh, yeah, it's been raining for five days. The sun is now out. It's great. Uh, things are not great in Florida. It, um, you know, we had our, we we recorded last week, I think on a Monday. And, you know, I was very worried about Tampa because it had not been hit by a hurricane for so many years. And almost immediately after uh, I got off, finished with the recording, the National Weather Service was already saying that it is shifting a bit to the south. And that shift continued and ended up hitting Fort Myers, Cape Coral area. And um, the death toll is, yeah, it's pretty messy. Well, we hope any of our Florida listeners who encountered Hurricane Ian are doing okay. Yeah, I was in touch with Satchel. He was apparently out of the state of Florida and then was having a lot of trouble getting back. Ended up having to fly into Tallahassee and drive back to Gainesville to make sure the pizza place was open. Oh, is he the one who owns the, what is it, a Domino's or a Pizza Hut in Gainesville? No, I think it's independent. I think he owns it. An independent Domino's? You can do that? No, no, no. I know you could do it's that. A, it's a, it's a, he's fine, I think. Hurricane Ian, is it done now? Has it disappeared? Is it? Yes. What happens? It just dissolves into the air? Yeah. Sometimes they just finally keep going and go off the, the coast of Newfoundland. But uh, in this one, it, it, it came in and became extra tropical and sort of mixed in with a cold front and had uh, like a nor'easter qualities. So normally when a hurricane comes in, it comes right through. And then the next day, it's very beautiful. Uh, in this case, we, yeah, it, it rained for five days and it was very cold. It was, it was odd. It was not like a, a typical hurricane. Does this make your list of your top five personal hurricane experiences? Uh, you know, we never lost power. We, we, we didn't have any 
trees down. Tons of, uh, I, I don't know. No, nothing touches Hurricane Fran in 1996. That was uh, incredible. That uh, center of circulation went pretty much right over our, the airport. So it uh, destroyed Chapel Hill and Raleigh and Durham and everything. So this was nothing, nothing like that. No, but I mean in terms of an area of academic study and research for you. Not in terms of your experience of the actual storm. Hmm. I'm saying just like something that you look at and 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 research until you're completely wiped out and exhausted. Yeah, it might. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it might. I would put Floyd in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly Sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, Katrina. And I think Irma a few years ago, as well as Maria might be in there. So, I mean, there's been a lot of big hurricanes lately. So, Well, we got more coming. It's a good time for you. Yeah. May your life be blessed with many interesting storms and hurricanes. That could be something that you say to someone when you leave them on the side of the road. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When you kick them out of your car. You know, one thing that I always notice after these hurricanes come through, there are all these people that, uh, you know, are shocked and, and they're like, you know, this, this, this hurricane, I had no idea what was going to happen because I've been through five other hurricanes before. And I think to myself, really? Nobody's been through five hurricanes unless they're chasing hurricanes. You know, Mm. you you may have been affected by five hurricanes that sort of crossed here and there near you on various places, but you you haven't been in five hurricanes where you were in the eye of a hurricane like you were in this particular hurricane. This person being interviewed and all these others. I think people just don't have an idea that all hurricanes are different and that just because you went through Hurricane Charlie, which was a much smaller hurricane that hit around in this area, um, that this one would be the same. This was a huge hurricane compared to Charlie. Same wind speed, but just a massive uh, I so the storm surge was much much broader and higher and that's what uh, the National Hurricane Center, Center said it would be so and the name of the podcast is Election Profit Makers I am Kid Midas the original wave rider I'm here with Long John Silver and we yeah. mostly talk about politics but sometimes we get a little distracted yeah sorry about that and the eye of the storm is irresistible when you stare into the abyss the abyss stares right back to you thank you Frederick Nietzsche for that wonderful phrase, along with many other turns of phrase, including the phrase Ubermensch, which means you're taller, fatter, and stronger than any of the other people. This is what Nietzsche wanted all Germans to be. He also said Christianity is a slave religion, which meant Jesus wants everyone to be really weak and passive, when really what they should do is lift weights and eat raw liver, like TikTok star the Liver King. John, I know all about um, raw meat consumption TikTok somehow, because now the algorithm, I guess the algorithm knows that it's time for me to get in shape, so I... It keeps showing me all these maniacs who just eat like 50 pounds of raw organ meats every day. And um, I think they also inject certain substances that rhyme with smeroids, but uh, that's not part of their official diet. So they don't I'll talk tell about you, algorithms. That. They'll get you. It doesn't oh matter. You God. know, the other day, speaking of hurricanes, which oh. we are again, I, um, I, I went on to Redfin. It's a, you know, like a Zillow real estate. Thing, and I was just sort of looking at some homes in the, in a particular area where this hurricane was going to hit. I thought you were going to say you were looking for a hurricane to buy. No, Wouldn't no. that be something, folks? 
I was just interested in how much these homes were selling because I was trying to get an idea of what the final, uh, you know, projected damage was going to be. Wow. So I was going to say, is, oh, is this a wealthy area? And it turns out in like Cape Coral, most of those houses are selling for around a million, million and a half dollars or so. So I was like, ooh, if that's a direct hit there, that's going to be a lot of, lot of money uh, that the insurance company is going to end up paying. Well, the algorithm got a hold of me, and then I got an email last night that said, "Hey, John, you might be interested in this." And it was a uh, home in Cape Coral, which is right across the river from Fort Myers. It said previously two million dollars, now one point five million. There you go. And uh, I looked at it, and it was one of the beachfront homes, and uh, read read the um, description. It said the home uh, experienced some water damage. Oh really? And uh, will be um, the owners actually will be demolishing it. So, <gasps> but it is still 1.5 million for the land. Just for the land? Yeah, they said. Oh, and there'll be a new seawall being built soon. What's going to happen in Florida? What's going to happen all over this planet? I did nothing. Just people are going. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah, people are just going to keep buying and building stuff, and yeah, yeah. The spirit of um, entrepreneurship and the spirit of innovation is is strong. Yeah. But I felt sorry for those people. But then I guess maybe not because they're pr- probably still going to get $500,000 from their insurance company. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. A lot of people won't be okay, but some people will be okay. Yeah. We're five weeks out from the midterm elections. Thank goodness. I think last week I said five weeks out. And so this week I panicked and thought we were only four weeks out. But we still have five weeks. But it's time, to, it's time for me at least to get going. So I'm down here in North Carolina. Ready to uh, knock on some doors with my good buddy, John Kimball, and some other old door-knocking friends of mine, including Allison. We used to knock on doors for Antonio Delgado up in New York State. I have told the Sherry Beasley campaign I'm ready and uh, awaiting their word on what doors to kick down. So we have five weeks until the midterms. And I think last week we said we were going to finish investing all the money that was sitting in our predicted accounts and get every single penny invested. I have done that. I only have 12 cents left over. As soon as I find a good 12 cent share of something to buy, I'll buy it. Okay. But John, let me tell you about the change in my portfolio since last we spoke. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I haven't done it. I'm sorry. I'm not ready. Oh, what do you mean you're not ready? I'm just not ready. Psychologically? yeah, I'm just not ready to commit this final. I need to have a little cash on the, on hand. You know, things are go, things are not good in the stock market and places like that. That people with cash, cash is king right now. So I'm keeping a little cash on the side and predict it. That's where I keep my cash. I know. I was about to I put, say, why did you just I, get a I, checking I, account? It's like I don't have a checking account or a savings account. I have a yeah, predicted it's a account. good deal. You put it in predict. Yeah, it's a really good take deal. Take it out. They take temperate. Yeah. It's, um, no. So I just want to have some cash in case you know something happens. Well, you can always just sell other shares to to get some. I don't want to have to sell to then buy. I want to because then it, it takes time to sell and then buy. I want to be able to just go buy when it happens. Let's do that again. You just want to go what? I just want to buy when it happens. So if something what's happens, what's the special sound you make when you buy? No, I want to oh. buy. I thought you said I want to go buy. So like if Beasley drops out right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's not a good example because you're in that market. Also, why would she drop out? She wouldn't drop out. But uh, let's say, are you in the JD Vance market? Son, is water wet? All right. I'm just saying if something happens right now, you're not going to be able to react because you don't have any cash. Oh, I see. 
you're going to have to make some adjustments and then buy into whatever that emergency situation is. And that's going to take time. Maybe I won't buy into whatever the emergency situation is. No, you probably won't because you don't have any cash. But I will also be. I'm going to take advantage of that whenever it happens. There's not going to be an emergency situation. What's the oh, emergency situation? Oh, yeah. There's situation? not going to be an emergency situation. What's going to happen in the next five weeks? Do you think Fetterman's <laughs> going to have a second stroke I mean, and drop out? What What's going to happen? Anything could. I mean, everything's going to happen. It's just things happen. All right. Well, listeners, I'm not like John. I don't think anything is going to happen. I don't think there's going to be an emergency situation. And I've tied up every single last dollar in uh, my current portfolio, I am invested in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 markets at the mm-hmm. moment. Now, some of them have to do with the presidential election of 2024. We can ignore those. But a lot of them have to do with 2022. And John, there's a new market I invested in this past week. How many Senate seats will the GOP control after the midterms? We have a lot of brackets here. Everything from 46 or fewer to 56 or more. It'd <laughs> uh, be incredible if they controlled 56 right? seats. Yeah. Then it would. Then I would agree that there had been an emergency and something had, quote, happened. Yeah. So I decided to get into no, uh, but I wasn't sure where to go. I wanted one that had a fairly good investment or a fairly good return, but also seemed extremely unlikely. So I bought 50 shares no. In the GOP having 53 Senate seats after the midterms. Yeah, I think that's... I don't think that's going to happen. If they have 53 Senate seats, man, oh man. Yeah, they'd be winning pretty much everything there. Yeah, that Herschel Walker would win. Oz would win. Now, Herschel Walker may win. I know you think he won't. I I still can't believe Oz will win. But that race is tightening, so who knows? No, he's not going to win. Okay. Uh, Masters, yeah, he's not going to win. I also bought another 80 shares, yes, and I know you're not going to like this, but I have to do it because now I'm down in North Carolina. I've got election fever. I bought another 80 shares. Which party will win the North Carolina Senate race? I now have 280 shares in Democrats winning that seat. And I also have 50 shares no in Republicans winning that seat. So this is my biggest position maybe ever on predicted more than 300 shares invested in the North Carolina Senate seat. So right now on 538, Beasley has a 33 in 100 chance of winning. Um, that number has actually been, you know, for a while, she had a less than 20% chance of running mm-hmm. back in June. And it uh, has gotten better and better for her till it mm-hmm. got to... Um, her having about a 38% chance a few weeks ago, but she is now back down to 33. Yeah, but that's because 538 doesn't know that I've arrived. Once they hear Kid Midas is back on the scene in North Carolina, watch what happens to those odds. Yeah. Well, that's why, yeah, we definitely need to do some work because I don't like uh, the fact that these recent polls have not been helping well, John, I think you and I are going to do a little door knocking. I know. I hate I know, it. I know. I know, but we got to do it. I hate it too. I Everybody hate it. hates I it. I prefer to door knock for and go see Democrats. I They always send me out and I'm, you know, visiting these unaffiliated and boy, to these unaffiliateds. They can be nuts. We'll practice right now. Practice our knocking. Here we go. There it is. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. That's my preferred knock. All right. 
I don't like to get too fancy. Like it's too much. It's too cutesy. Yeah, I agree. And just like, and I don't want to do like this. Two knocks. It's like mm, that's too scary. Yep. It's like you're knocking on a coffin of someone you've buried alive. One, two, three. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to. You need a little like. But one, then two, what three, happens four. when they when they you knock and then nothing happens for like 20, 25, 30 seconds? Do you knock? Oh, again? then I knock fifty times as fast as as fast okay, as possible. Okay, good. You start like, bang, 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 like that. Yeah, you kind of you yeah. stick around for maybe a minute, twenty seconds. I say mm-hmm. that's it. Yep. Press your face up against the glass so they can see your hot breath misting on the window. What pane. about a doorbell? You ring, you walk up, you go ding dong. No, I rip out the doorbell and knock. Okay. I don't I don't mess with doorbells. I only knock. If I oh, see a really? doorbell, yeah. Oh, I do I the doorbell. Glue on but do you it, do so a second doorbell? Second door? You mean do I bring my own doorbell? No. I'm saying if there's a doorbell, say you're me who does a doorbell. Okay. I'm John. Okay. I walk up, ding dong. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Do I walk away now? No. You should do a double ding dong and then a backup knock. Okay. I think that's too much. I say maybe a second ding dong and then get the heck out of there. Cause no knock, really? What if the doorbell's not working and you don't know that? Well, if I hear it. Oh, you hear it from inside the unit or you hear it from inside the house, then you know it's working. One time I knocked on somebody who also was a door knocker for Democrats. Uh-huh. She got pretty happy because I didn't hear her doorbell. She she must have had really good insulation or something. So I hit the doorbell. I don't hear it. Right. But it she heard it. Okay. And she doesn't come to the door. Right. I hear I hit it again and I'm like I don't hear it. Then I do the knock. Yeah, baby. Then she comes. Okay. And she says a little bit of advice. Don't keep knocking and hitting the doorbell. Wow. This this really happened. So there you go. That I mean I don't know that that was her advice I don't know and if she, she said I'm also a political door knocker and yeah. let me tell you this is not how we do yeah. it yeah and I said I'm so sorry I actually didn't hear your doorbell and thought maybe it wasn't working so I was making the assumption that this knock you were going to hear was going to be the first one but now I'm no longer going to make that assumption I'm going to do two doorbells and then I'm going to get the heck out oh that's why you oh that's where that's where this comes from yeah never but, you're a never knocker. Because I, because I was traumatized. Oh, I'm a, I'll, I'm a knocker. If there's not a doorbell, I'm saying forget the doorbell entirely. Just, if you knock, you know that knock is being heard inside the building. So just go straight to the knocking is what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm telling you. Golly, I don't know. What, was she I mad? I'd be at curious you? what our listeners had to say about that. If uh, I have a doorbell, I kind of want you to use it, especially if it's a ring. You know where it. I paid all this money for this fancy doorbell so that I can yeah. shoot a video of you and then post it on Reddit and have everyone laugh at you. Right. Yeah. I don't have one of those. No, but thanks. I guess if I did, I'm, I don't know. No, oh, this might be my first time door knocking since the advent of all those video doorbells. I'm not sure I'm into that. Yeah. Cause you know how like you go on the web, you always see funny viral videos of like a delivery guy trying to pet your dog and then the dog yells at you and it's all captured on your ring camera or like yeah. a ghostly woman shows up in a nightgown in the middle of the night and knocks on your door frantically and then disappears. It's like, those doorbells kind of give me the creeps. I don't like, I feel like I won't be able to be my natural self if I know I'm on camera as I'm canvassing. Yeah. So I think what I'll do is I'll approach the house 
immediately put my hand over the ring doorbell. Oh, that's so good. They, yeah. That, so they can't say anything. Right. That's and good. And then I'll go ding dong, knock, 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 ding dong, knock, 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 ding dong, knock, 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 ding dong, until they come to the door. And they'll be curious, like, who is this? Yeah. They'll say, who on earth is this wonderful person who's so yeah. intent on speaking to me? Yeah. And I'll say, hi, my name's Kid Midas. I'm here with the Sherry Beasley campaign and wanted to remind you the election's coming up and you need to vote for Sherry Beasley. Do you have any questions? And then we'll yeah. see what they say. And then as I walk away, I'll remove my hand from the ring doorbell so all they see is my retreating body. This sounds like a plan. I can't wait to do this with you. We're going to have so much fun door knocking. We're going to have so many wonderful stories. All right, let's start the episode. The name of the podcast is Election Profit Makers. I think it's the fifth time I've introduced it this time. John, what else happened in the news this week? All the Senate races are tightening. Everyone is getting so excited that Republicans are going to actually do a good job in the midterms. But this, like you said last week, feels completely expected and natural. Yeah. I mean, I, I think last week I touched briefly on hurricane politics and how I thought DeSantis might have a good week because he could show some leadership and he was going to have some exposure because of the hurricane. And that also in the same vein, things could go poorly for him. On predicted, uh, DeSantis rose up to, I believe, 36 cents which is his high mark uh, to become the 2024 GOP nominee for the Republicans. So I think that exposure from Hurricane Ian has helped him. Now, in the past couple of days, the New York Times has come out and said and done a big article on how there's a lot of controversy about where Hurricane Ian came ashore in Lee County. The uh, mandatory evacuations came very late. Uh, and so there remains to be seen if this is going to become something or not. I think it's clear it's clear to me that those evacuations uh, did come late. Now, many people wouldn't evacuate anyway. That's just how it is. But uh, all of the surrounding uh, counties definitely evacuated before Lee County did. And of the 80 deaths so far, 42, I believe, of them are in Lee County. And in a hurricane, most deaths do not come at the coast because those people evacuate. Most deaths are inland flooding. People that hmm. mistakenly drive into floodwaters that they don't see. And you think, oh, these people are so stupid. How do they see it? Well, when you're driving down 15501 at night, you're just not expecting to suddenly drive into a lake. So people are just driving and all of a sudden now they're in this and it doesn't take much to get your car to flood, to start floating. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then uh, you can't really control it when it floats. That's 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 something else. John, have you ever heard about something called a cyber truck? <laughs> I have heard of that. Yes. I think well, the guy who invented that, this guy named Elon, can't remember his last name, but his first name is Elon. Yes. Uh, and he said that the cyber truck could briefly serve as a boat. So you might want to get a Cybertruck if Look you're worried about driving into a lake. What an unfortunate timing to be talking about such a thing like as a hurricane is going on. I wonder if that's why he tweeted that. Oh, I yeah, I wonder. You think that it, I mean – Of course it is because everyone was talking about cars and flooding and stuff. He was like, oh, I, I, I got – I know I can add to this conversation. Let me oh join the conversation. God. His engineers are like, um, this thing is supposed to be a boat now? So no, nobody told us that. So it has a rudder. Yeah, it has a rudder, John. Yeah, it it's does. a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it has a Come on. And, and it, Come the on. rudder briefly works or it briefly floats. Either way, then that's not good. So that's where most right. people die. So my point being, in this case, the plurality of people that died were actually 
in, in, you know, in, in the most that died in a particular county were there on Lee County on the coast. And that is unusual. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to affect DeSantis. You don't think so? No, people will be like, that's the county's fault. That's not DeSantis's fault. Yeah. And you, DeSantis's and- job during a hurricane is simple. It's to kidnap people in Texas and fly them to Martha's Vineyard. He has one job as governor, and that's to own these libs using these migrants. Yeah. Well, that that has advanced this week too. Apparently, uh, they have this lawsuit that the migrants have brought against him. Uh, they have unmasked somebody who was involved in it. They unmasked Perla, the mystery woman who was enticing these people. She's like a former army ranger or something, a former army person. Yeah, like counter intelligence. Uh, you know what they should call it? Steel Team Six. Yeah. Because they stole people. That's good. Thanks. It's not as good as I... It sounded better in my mind when I came up with it. But yeah, Steel Team 6. I was trying to think of something better. Yeah, no, see, there's right. not much That's, out there. That is yeah, the best It's about thing. as good as it gets. Ron DeSantis, more like Ron De, um Scandal. <laughs> yep. You got it. <laughs> yep. Joke of the week right there. Ron DeSantis, more like Ron DeScamtis. Because he's, he's no, it's not a scam. Um, I think Ron DeScandal is good. Okay, uh, I think when Biden calls him that to his face on the debate stage, the twenty twenty four election will basically be over. Biden is is going to be heading down. Speaking of Biden, to Puerto Rico to be uh, visiting the damaging areas there where Hurricane Fiona came ashore a few weeks ago, and still hundreds of thousands of people are without power there. Right, it's much worse in Puerto Rico than in Florida. I don't know if that many people died there as in Florida, but in terms of the infrastructure- infra. I'm talking about infra. Uh, the infra right. there is just not as robust. Some news with Predicted occurred. Oh, yeah. What's the latest with Predicted.org? So an, an update, you know, you've got this group, this plain, these plaintiffs that have decided to sue the CFTC to, to keep Predicted open. And um, today they filed a preliminary injunction- that if granted will allow predicted to keep trading and add new candidates to existing markets beyond the February 2023 drop dead date. Because as of right now, we're assuming that predicted ceases operations next February. Right. So, you know, if that if that preliminary injunction is granted, then predicted will continue. It's sort of a zombie predicted at that point. You're you're not really sure if they're going to make it or not, or is that, is that how zombies are? You're not sure if they're going to make it. I'm not. Sh- I think you're thinking of sick people. Yeah. A zombie. So would it be you- a zombie predicted if it's, what is predicted in right now? Hades? What, what's an analogy for what predicted is? Oh, you're talking about purgatory maybe? Yeah. Purgatory. You're not, it's in a liminal space, I think. Okay. We're not sure what the future holds. It's in between being alive and dead. I guess that's kind of zombie-like. Yeah, zombies kind of are the undead. They're yeah. undead. So it's They're like it will dead. not die. Yeah. Right. They're trying yeah. to kill it, but no. Just can't kill it. No, you yeah. can't kill it. The hunger for flesh is too strong. Yeah. What about ACC football, John? What's the latest on ACC football? ACC football. Well, I would just like to say that the wonderful, talented beautiful Jennifer 
had a very significant birthday this weekend. So I was involved in that mm. and did not see a lot of ACC football. Interesting. But I, I researched it and, and looked into it. UNC smashed Virginia Tech. 41 to 10, I think, was the final. Um, Duke was able to win. NC State ranked 10th in the country, went to number five Clemson and lost. And a listener wrote in about Syracuse, said we should talk more about Syracuse because apparently Syracuse is a member of the ACC. I didn't. It's crazy. I'd forgotten. Um, It's so crazy. Syracuse is another one of these Big East teams that came in that hasn't done too much in football-wise. Uh, but they are making noise now. Syracuse, I believe, is 5-0, and and they're actually ranked 22nd in the country right now. Syracuse will host number 14 NC State next weekend at the Carrier Dome. Wow. Or, and uh, I think it's still called the Carrier Dome. And yeah, if Syracuse wins that, then I'll start paying attention. Ouch. What is it going to take Syracuse to get John to pay attention to it? My goodness. Not much. Just beat State. Please beat State. I would love it if you beat State. Okay. And just before we came on the air here, the ACC Network announced that on October 15th, two weeks from now, the prime time 8 p.m. game on the ACC Network, the most popular of all of the individual conference, super conference, power five conference networks, will be UNC Duke football. And you're looking at potentially a 5-1 Duke team and a 5-1 UNC team. Wowie. Those two teams are atop the coastal standings right now at uh, 1-0 apiece. Are you going to watch that game? Yeah, I'm going to watch that game. Actually, I have a funeral to go to that day, but I'll probably watch it after that. All right. Yeah, it'll be a night game, right? Or is it a daytime game? It's 8 p.m. primetime. That's what I just said. I'll come over. We'll have snacks. Yeah. Well, you never get into my snacks. That's I always, it. Sorry, I always bring I had a lot more to say about ACC football than I realized. I always bring over such good snacks for John, and he doesn't even eat them because he can't take his focus off the television. I don't eat them. Sometimes you just like you're like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Put it over there, and I'm like, but I wanted to make like a whole smorgasbord, like a little charcuterie here with my little carrots and my little hummus. Did you bring snacks over for the UNC Duke Final Four game? Yes, John. I brought so many amazing snacks. You think I was going to be eating during that game? I brought celery stalks to have with pimento cheese. and So it would be kind of light, but kind of tang of the cheese, you know, the creamy pimento cheese. You had no interest in it. I was just sitting there on the TV tray just gorging myself. I don't remember anything about that game except my celery. Okay. But maybe that's why we're friends, because we each have different priorities. Gator football update, Gators won, mom made meatloaf, and zucchini, mashed potatoes, and chocolate chip blondies, so yeah, good times. So the business next to Satchel's is uh, they sell air conditioning to contractors, because we're in an industrial park, and Satchel's Pizza parking lot gets full, and so I park next door over there. I go in the other night at 5 o'clock, and I'm pulling into their parking lot. And there's a huge dead hog on right there where you pull in. And it smells. And I'm like, oh my gosh, priority one, get rid of this hog. So a couple of my my buddies come out and they say, we, you know, how are we going to move this hog? And we get out there and it is just millions of flies. Flies everywhere, all over this thing. Well, we got a trailer in the back where we keep stuff. I have a shovel, I have a tarp. We, we, we get some gloves and some... 
some masks and we we go out there and we shovel we need to move along we got a ton of listener questions rebecca in alaska wrote in john we have another listener in alaska i love it wrote in with um information about an ancient fish weir in alaska yes and sent a link to it and it's incredible because you know they the thought that that did um Native Americans had originally come across from Asia through this land bridge, but there's just no archaeological record of such things. Um, but they found this fish weir, which is, apparently they're able to date to, to at least 10,000 years ago. Stuff like this is so incredible. Yeah. An underwater discovery on the west side of Prince of Wales Island shows that people have lived in what we now know as Southeast Alaska for at least 10,000 years. Canadian archaeologists, in partnership with Sealaska Heritage Institute, found the weir in Shacken Bay. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The culmination of a search that started when a weir-like shadow showed up on a mm. sonar image more than a decade ago. Mm. Then they go on to describe fish weirs. We don't have to read the description because we all know what fish weirs are, thanks to Long John Silver. That's so exciting that they saw a weir-like shadow on a sonar image, and then 10 years later, they tracked it down. I love it. There's nothing more exciting than discovering weirs, as I personally know. Listen to what the lead scientist says. I felt so validated after spending 12 years of my life talking about this potential fish weir. I've presented on this all over the world. So to finally find it, it was just so exciting. She found the weir by piloting an underwater drone outfitted with a camera. <laughs> Monata Leone. That's the name of the scientist. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Monate Leone says she knows it's a weir because rocks wouldn't naturally be in stacks or formations like the ones they found underwater. John, I'm telling you, this is what fish weir passion is all about. Ancient yeah. fishing technology. This yeah. is so amazing. It really is. And you knew it the whole time. You're just sitting there. Sh you're just sitting there shaking your head and smiling at me. Yeah. I mean, I came to, I came to it late, but you know, I'm in now. I'm fully invested. Thank you, Rebecca and Alaska, for sending this incredible fish rear stuff. Yes, thank you. Mike writes in, I was so inspired by your confidence in John Fetterman in the last episode that I decided to get back into Predict It for one last election cycle. While buying into Fetterman, yes, and Oz, no, I saw the numbers for the Nevada Senate seat, where as of September 29th, Cortez Masto is valued below Laxalt which is the Republican that is running. Uh, 538 and polling seem to give this election a slight edge to the incumbent, but recent polls show Laxalt pulling ahead, though within the margin of error. Is this a chance at a big payout or am I betting with my heart? I would say that, yes, you're taking a risk best betting on a 50-50 race. The fundamentals support the Democrat, but you know, candidate quality matters, and and uh, you know, as far as the GOP goes, Laxalt is is a decent candidate, whereas somebody like Oz is not. Um, so I'm concerned that he could win. Yeah, he's at 61 to her 39 right now on Predict It. Okay, and I think 538 has it at 50 50. So yeah, you should get in. Why not? 39 is underpriced for the Democrat. This is a race I know nothing about. Yeah, I'm 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 worried about this one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not worried about Arizona. Not worried about Pennsylvania. I don't know, Mike. If you do it, if you invest, let us know and keep us posted. 
I would say 39 is underpriced, but John says he's worried. So now I think maybe you should just stay away. Might be one you can trade on election night if you if you know exactly how the uh, the returns are going to come in. The wave riding. Yep. John, we got a dispatch from listener Joel about a celebrity encounter. He says, the Newt Gingrich discussion recently kicked up a memory about my brief encounter with Newt Gingrich. I figured I'd share it with you. I was at the Miami-Dade airport sometime around 2012-2014. Is it the Miami- I was in the restroom. Wait a minute. What? Is that what it says? The Miami-Dade airport? Yeah. Is that not a real airport? No. I think it's the Miami Ouch. International Airport. I don't think it has anything um, to do. Miami-Dade is the county. Yes. It used to be Dade County, and then they- merged and became Miami-Dade County, but I think it's still Miami International. I'll take it again. Airport. I'll take it again and I'll and I'll correct for Joel's misapprehension about the name of his airport. Okay. I was at the Miami Airport sometime around 2012-2014. I was in the restroom and I headed to the sink to wash my hands and Newt Gingrich walked in. I immediately recognized him and yes, he was wearing a smile like he was on camera as if anyone would talk to him or want to take his picture in a bathroom. The best way to describe it, it's like the aftermath of someone about to have their picture taken and then told to hold that smile for two hours before the snap. (laughs) The mouth is doing the contortions of a smile, but the eyes tell the whole story. Listen, this guy's like Sherlock Holmes or something. He's singing Newt Gingrich's soul. This is a good story. Joel says, I immediately clocked that he's short. Because I'm 5'10", and although he was probably just a couple of inches shorter than me, he looked even tinier, mostly because his suit was so poorly fitted, he looked like a 60-plus-year-old man-child wearing a grown-up's business clothes while wishing to a Zoltar machine that he was big. Joel's painting a picture here. You know what? That surprises me that that he is not a tall guy because his head is so massive in my mind. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he looks like he would be like really tall. Well, according to Joel, he's not tall. But let's keep reading and see what else Joel says. All right. I stayed at the sink and I washed my hands for an extra long time thinking about whether or not to say something. And yes, while Newt Gingrich washed his hands, he wore that strained, plastered (laughs) smile the entire time. I didn't say anything, of course. The restroom is a place where everyone should be able to go and do so in peace. Well, remember that whole controversy about the activists following Kirsten Sinema into the restroom? Yeah. So Joel is simping for Kirsten Cinema right now. We now know that Joel is an obstructionist who has no principles and just wants to gum up the works in the interest of his own uh, self-satisfaction. Maybe I'm reading too much into Joel and his ideas that bathrooms are havens for political criminals. Thank you, Joel, for this memory and for the intel that Newt Gingrich is not incredibly tall, even though his head is very large. I don't know. Would you have said anything to him? I always wonder about this. You know, no. I, and there's nothing wrong with not being incredibly tall or having a big head, I would just like no, to say. No, of course not. We love that. I love a yeah. wide-faced Willie, as we've established when we talk yeah. about Mike Lindell, the sexy CEO of MyPillow, who right. can't hear anything anymore because the FBI took his cell phone. Yeah. If you're in a restroom and Newt Gingrich came up, you're, you're at the Miami airport and you're washing your hands at the beth- bathroom and Newt Gingrich came up and started washing his hands beside you. Yeah, I'll probably say something. I don't know what I would say, but I'll probably- I know. I, what would you say? Just like, you're a jerk. Probably- Really? I don't know. Just say, hey, man, I know you're really freaked out about John Fetterman's tattoo and whether it references a song about heroin yeah. or whether it means he's in the Crips. I just want to let you know, it's probably like pretty normal stuff. It's probably just because he liked that Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. You say like, I think you can rest easy, Newt. I think it's I think it's okay. Yeah. I think that would be perfect. It's a little sarcastic, but it's not too intimidating. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to come up with that at the time, so I'd probably just be like, eh. get it tattooed on yourself. <laughs> then you'd remember. Like memento. Say, Nude, I got. I knew you're worried about John Fetterman's tattoo, and I always wondered if I run into you at the Miami airport since I live in this restroom now in the hopes that you will come in. And now, sure enough, you have. And because I wasn't sure I would remember what I wanted to say to you about your insane conspiracy theories about John Fetterman's tattoo, as you'll see here on my forearm, and then you lift up your sleeve, I have actually tattooed a series of prompts here to remind me what to say should this very moment in which I am now living happen to occur. So read with me, Newt, as we read my tattoo. And what does it say? And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. All right. He says, tell Newt Gingrich, if you ever see him in the bathroom, that John Fetterman's tattoo is probably about the Nine Inch Nails song. And it's probably a fairly common tattoo and that he can rest easy. He'll be like, okay, thanks. Uh, I need to go use the bathroom again. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. I got a very interesting email. And usually I don't read these types of emails, but this one I had to read because, you know, on this podcast, my name is Kid Mind. We read every email. Well, not this one about mind manifesting destiny. I got an email from somebody called Midas Manifestation. And when I first got this email, I thought, oh, someone's, someone, someone's writing to me in my capacity as Kid Midas, the original wave writer. The email address, John, is newupdate at MidasManifest.beauty. Now, you see an email address like this, you're like, oh, this is legit. This is, is going to be a good email. So this is what Midas Manifestation wrote to me, Kid Midas. While traveling in Egypt, I discovered a shocking ancient manuscript tucked away, covered in dust in a small bookstore. Once I was able to transcribe it, I was shocked at what I discovered. It spoke of ancient kings and pharaohs who have used hidden techniques of manifestation to essentially bend the universe to their will. Hmm. This is how they were able to achieve such fame and power. Because you know those ancient pharaohs were so famous. It also spoke of several groups of people designated to protect this knowledge, which I learned still exists today. They are desperately trying to stop me from releasing this information to the general public, and I've already had one attempt on my life. If you want to hear about my incredible story and see what they don't want you to know, please click the link below. I must warn you, I don't know how much longer I'll be able to keep this up. So please do it as soon as you can and spread this to everyone you know. And then there's a link. Click here. Now, this email from Midas Manifestation was obviously intended for me because I am Kid Midas. Um, But when I go to click on the link at MidasManifest.beauty, when I clicked on it, I didn't really understand what I was looking at. It looked like a, a, it didn't, like there was no video, there were no pills, there was no explanation about the magical powers in this ancient manuscript or anything like that. There wasn't even a picture of pharaohs and kings. It was kind of like, this this website has not been. Let me click on it again. Probably fucking. On my yeah, it's. They're right obviously now. just using it for email. Oh wait, now it's working. Oh my god! How the elites use secret knowledge about the universe. It's not working for me. How to manifest money easily, just like the elite do. Midas manifestation. Oh, you need to type in the www. Oh, this is cool. It's a real website. Midas Manifestation. Get started. I'll get started. I'll click this link too. I get the complete system for $97. Oh, I only get it for, I get it for $37. Oh, this is a real thing. 
I thought they were just harvesting my email address and I was doing a goof, but it really is like a DVD and it looks like an audiobook and some software I can use. The complete Midas manifestation system. Hey, I could do this. I could do this as like a um, research project. Midas manifestation. There's a whole video and everything, John. Okay, let me just say that the Midas manifest.beauty does not resolve because they're only using that as an email. So when you click that link, it takes oh. you to MidasManifestation.com. You're right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. If they have MidasManifestation.com. Yeah, you should, they should not have done that. That is, that's, that's. Why are they using MidasManifestation.beauty as their email? They should not do that. Dot beauty. Interesting. Anyway, I thought this was just going to be a silly goof about a spam email, but it's actually like the first step on my new road to self-actualization, fame, and wealth, Midas Manifestation. I'll keep you guys posted on what it's all about. I do love alternative ways of um, seeing the universe and getting fame and power, so maybe this will work out for me. Yeah, Election Profit Makers is an independent production. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. And please send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Thank you for all your rates and reviews. And we will see you next week. And we've got a uh, Patreon coming out in the next few days, hopefully. So our... Oh, right. A baseball Patreon. Patrons. Right. We'll be seeing that. Patreon.com slash election profit makers if you want some stickers and if you want access to our large archive of Patreon episodes. We're also going to try to do a watch party this month while I'm in the same town as John Kimball. It's been a while since we did a watch party and we got a couple messages from people who said they want a new watch party. So we just got to figure out what movie to do. Yeah, that'll be fun. Good old fashioned movie party. That's it for now. My name is Kid Midas, uh, the original Wave Rider, and I'm saying goodbye to Long John Silver, the Hurricane Tracker. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye.